chains, you gotta break them. All right, all right. So, um, name change podcast is the name of it. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you know the whole premise behind it. It was the Ultimate Bachelor podcast, but but people couldn't handle the irony of it, so <laughs> I had to change it. But uh, but no, it's the Name Change podcast. Um, super excited about this. Uh, I don't know, guest co-host, whatever you call it, longtime friend. Um, just like everyone else, I let everyone, you know, take a couple minutes, introduce themselves. I always say, like, what you say in this introduction, you know, says a lot about you just because it's what, what you want people to know. So go ahead. Yep. So my name is Michael Bennett. Um, you know, first and foremost, uh, a basketball enthusiast, um, you know, grew up here in Indianapolis, um, played ball all the way through high school, college, have coached um every level from you know fourth grade up to you know high major division one college basketball um you know been a part of a lot of different um coaching styles leadership styles um outside of that my my real I guess nine to five day job um I work for LinkedIn another thing I love doing is talent um acquisition so being able to network and and you know help people find you know career moves I'm really passionate about that so um in a nutshell, I guess in a 90-second, two-minute, um, you know, kind of introduction, um, basketball first and foremost, and then obviously recruiting and and uh, helping people kind of advance their careers as well. Yeah, it's crazy because we could have your whole family on this and it'd be super entertaining um, from your yeah. dad, who's uh, <laughs> who's done, you know, favors for me, like a, a emergency wisdom tooth removal down to your brother who uh, you know we had a business going that was gonna take off a little bit and had some had some derailing but um but that's for another day but I mean to your brother to your mom it's it's and and now probably your son could probably chime into this conversation that we're gonna have as well so um but no I appreciate you taking time um I feel like you're like my older brother too just because (laughs) just because you know all all the all the time spent but but the premise behind this conversation and the reason I told Mike this and one thing I'll tell you is that I don't like to go into the conversations too much a lot because a lot of because I want this conversation to be genuine which means I interrupt a lot because there's so many different aspects just to your story that I know that you know I'll probably learn more about in this conversation but um there's so many aspects that you know I for you they're they're every day right so so you don't you know you don't always know what's the most interesting thing about you but um, but the point of this conversation was to discuss recruiting. And it's funny, I for, you know, mm-hmm. I forgot what you were doing at LinkedIn, but recruiting in the sense of your recruitment, because um, like you said, you played really high level basketball. Well, you guys won state your senior year, right? So, yeah. yep. Um, so, I mean, AAU to the highest level of high school basketball in Indiana, which is totally underrated to everyone outside of Indiana um mm-hmm. to to playing in college coaching in college and now you know one of the most interesting aspects that I'd love to hear about is now flip it to you just had a son that committed to IU correct correct yep for baseball and there's two aspects to that that I imagine baseball recruiting is totally different than basketball recruiting way different yes and then it's totally different going through the recruiting process as a father versus as the athlete Yes. <laughs> and so, so I love, I want to talk about all that. And, and hopefully uh, the way I brought this to you was there's so many nerds, including myself 
that get so geeked up on Bleacher Report and, you know, the the blog websites of who their college is recruiting and their conference is mm-hmm. recruiting that I think this is just a, a, a big topic. And uh, I know you have views on a lot of stuff. So I'll, I'll end my rant on, you know, if you want to <laughs> continue to have other conversations, everyone is always welcome. So, um, you know, so you, you, you never have to, to limit it. So, um, but, but with that said, I'm, I always like to say like, what's your opening thoughts on recruiting? Because you, you know, we'll go into all those aspects, just your overall thoughts now that you're on this side and and all that. Um, it's, uh, the, to be honest with you, I, I kind of, for basketball purposes, right. I feel a little bit bad for some of the assistant coaches, right. Because it's such, um, you know, it's such a meat market nowadays. Right. So you have, right. You're dealing with, you know, not necessarily just a kid anymore. Like when I got recruited, it was basically, you know, they talked to me, they talked to my parents, they talked to, um, you know, that was it, right. A high school coach, but now, you know, at the, especially at the high major level, you've got, you know, a, you coach that somebody talks to, you've got, you know, a personal trainer or, you know, what they call a handler, you know, the kid is, and then, you know, you throw the NIL stuff in there and and at the high major level, it's a little different because you can, you know, some schools can offer this, can't offer this. And it's, you know, recruiting to me now is it's, it's, it's can't be more difficult. It can't be more difficult for an assistant coach to kind of keep a kid committed, you know, to his program with everything that's going on outside of, you know, the regular high school season with AAU and all this different stuff. I think it's, it's uh, it's gotta be one of the hardest jobs in the, in the country as of right now. And it's, and it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of, you're based on your wins and losses and then what type of recruits you bring in. Right. Well, you, so, you, you already touched on an important aspect to it is that the assistant coach, right? Because right. a lot of people think that it's a head coach that does right. recruiting, right? Like the head coach doesn't come in until the end, more or less. I mean, he'll, he'll have a conversation for show, but, but I, you know, how many head coaches are going to admit this, you know, when, when it comes down to it, but in the grand scheme, like assistant coaches are who get, get the kids right. to mm-hmm. a school. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously the school, the, the school's record, how good the team is, that's all a factor, but, but, you know, the relationship is with the assistant coach. Yes. Until you get there. Yeah. So that's, that's your first point of contact. Right. So like, let's say for instance, for, for, for baseball, um, you know, with, we couldn't really like just reach out to the coaches. Right. So we had to develop, like they had to go through um, Eli, his travel ball coach to have, you know, zoom meetings and calls with us as a family. Right. So, you know, they couldn't just text, you know, right away and just say, Hey, you know, are you guys available for a call? Right. We'd have to set it up through our coach. Why, why is that? Schedule. Because they can't have contact with student athletes in baseball till their junior season. Like they still can't talk to them now without setting it up through oh, wow. um, uh, the, the travel ball coach. Yeah. So, you know, once you kind of start getting recruited on the baseball side, it's, it goes a little bit quiet once you commit, right? You know, they'll still check in, like we'll yeah. do camp there. And, you know, we've done some different things where, you know, we could sit down and really, you know, have those good conversations with them. But, you know, you're developing a relationship over Zoom um, and then, you know, some meetings with the coaches as well. So it's it's a different avenue like whereas basketball like you can text and call and do yeah. all that different stuff like when they when they turn to be sophomore so 
you know, there's a lot of kids taking visits that, you know, in the baseball world, you can't necessarily do that until, you know, you're a junior. Well, and I, I do want to hear all about that, but I, I want to go back first and talk about you as a recruit, right? Because you were an Indiana all-star, right? Correct. And, yeah. And like, like who was in your class when you were a senior? Uh, so it was like Jared Jeffries, Zach okay. Randolph, um, Andre Owens, Brody Boyd, um, Austin Parkinson. He's now the he's a head women's coach at at Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me see. Shane, where did, Power. where did Austin Parkinson play? Did he play at Purdue? Yeah, he played at Purdue. Okay. He at Purdue. Um, yeah. Shane Power. He he played at Mississippi State and Iowa State. He's from up northern Indiana. Um, Brett Busher, he played at Purdue. I think you. Yeah, I'm good friends with Brett. Yeah. a couple of times. Um, yeah. So we really kind of had a loaded class. Um, yeah. You know, a couple NBA players and then some other really good uh, college players as well. And Jeffries was uh, Mr. Basketball, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Um, it kind of works like that. I especially used to work like that. Like Mr. Basketball is whoever's going to IU pretty much back then, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think there was – it would have been – you know, Zach had some legal troubles that he got into. Um, yeah, right, true. During the season. But it, it would definitely – because Zach ended up winning – they in their state championship game, they beat Jared's team pretty mm-hmm. handily. Zach was like, you know, he had a monster double-double. was like 28, 14 rebounds. So, yeah. you know, kind of really put a stamp on if I didn't get in trouble, like I would have been Mr. Basketball as well. So, right. you know, it's 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 definitely up in the air. But it did help Jared going to IU and Zach went to Michigan State. I mean, do you think Zach would have been Mr. Basketball without the legal troubles? That's, you know, that's a great question. I I – if they based it on like that state tournament run and then that title game, then yes. Yeah. Cause he dominated. Like, I think it was like, you know, state runs are eight games, yeah. I believe six, eight games. And then that, that state championship game, I mean, he was, a, we were watching that thing after, cause it was after our game and he was just, he was a man amongst boys. Like they couldn't stop him at all. So like, if you look at that and you look at, you know, his overall, like he was going to Michigan state, right. Michigan state's in the final four. Right. Um, you know, it's it, he definitely would have had a strong, strong case. I can't say if he would have been able to overtake it, but he had a strong case. Yeah. And so, I mean, even talking about your team, you know, this is all after the fact that I'm learning about it. But I mean, how many D1 players did you have on your team? Because you, you, your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonny Troutman. Yeah, Sonny. That's right. Because he would have been a freshman, Sonny right? So he would have been a freshman. Uh, me. Marcus went to Dayton, obviously. Yeah. You, uh, he's your age. And then uh, Sonny Troutman was a freshman. We had another, you know, John Owens. He should have yeah. gone um, Division One. He went out to meet uh, – to. he did an official visit. I'll never forget this, with Boston University. Yeah. Um, and they kind of hemmed and hawed and, and didn't really treat him like he – like I felt he should have been treated. Because yeah. I, I felt coming out of high school, he was – at least one of the best two guards in the, in the state of Indiana could shoot guard yeah. um, different stuff like that. But, you know, he ended up playing with you over at DePaul, which, yeah. you know, I'm sure you were happy to have him over there, but um, let me see. We had a, actually, uh, I don't know if you remember this name, his name, Jim Martin. He played division one football at okay. Boston college. He was, he was a big offensive lineman. So, okay. you know, we had a pretty big team that year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, it transitions into what we're talking about with your recruiting, right? So you're Mr. I'm not Mr. You're uh, Indiana All-Star. Um, you know, like, who were you getting recruited by? Um, <clears throat> so starting off, 
my sophomore year, I got my first offer from University of Wyoming. Okay. Um, and I'm sure you can imagine my thoughts with, you know, University yeah. of Wyoming. But they were coached by Tony Barbie, who was from Indianapolis and still had a lot of roots here in Indianapolis. So, um, you know, they offered me a scholarship back then, didn't really didn't commit or anything. So then, yeah. you know, started playing. Well, I actually I played um, AU for Bloomington Red, which I believe has kind of transitioned into Indiana elite, um, you know, on that side. So. It's, you know, it, on, on my AAU team, I mean, it was, it was me, it was Jared Jeffries, Chris Thomas. It was, you know, we had a Brody boy. We had a, we had a squad. So um, I got recruited. I had a scholarship offer from Butler, you know, really before Butler became, you know, the nationally known right. Butler school. Um, and I was ready to commit to them after like in between like my sophomore and junior year. Right. Um but decided to kind of wait a little bit longer. Um, so because I mean, like, talk to me about where you're at at that point. Because if you're if you're getting recruited, like you said, Butler isn't a national powerhouse yet, which it definitely turned into. Um, yeah. But like, are you ranked in the nation? Are you like just on the uh, outside of that? Or because I mean, how tall were you? How tall were you? I was six five. Uh, I mean, so six five junior or, or sophomore junior point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I mean, play, yeah, I play point. You're getting some. You're getting some looks then for sure. Yeah. 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 Like, so, you know, I had, I had like just not necessarily offers, but like Ohio state was there, you know, yeah. Iowa, IU kind of, you know, kind of kept me in the background a little right. bit. Um, and so, you know, I had the, the Butler offer and then um, ball state came in to play my, the beginning of my junior year. Right. Um, and then they offered me a scholarship. I ended up actually playing there um, at ball state, but you know, at the end of my senior year, um IU came back and they were like hey man um you know we we would love to have you you know if you if you still are are pretty open and you know yeah. I'd already signed my national letter of intent and all that stuff so um you know it was good to hear that you know they wanted to offer me but you know it was a it was a little bit too that was before you know people were getting out of agreements yeah. and, and and switching schools at the drop of a hat so I wanted to stay committed to Ray McCallum at Ball State for sure so let's talk about now back to the subject of what we came here for now I want to hear like where was your dad in all this right because he played basketball yep. in, in college not at not a d1 um but he played and so you know like where where what were his thoughts I, I can only imagine you know the I guess the better question is were you guys on the same page or was it or were you guys ever battling about it because you're 18 yeah. you think you know it all yeah, he actually yeah. does. He actually does know it all. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and just that whole thing, because I think that's something that's downplayed. Right. You always hear about those situations. And I, and I don't want to make make light of it or make it sound bad. But you hear about those situations where parents really aren't really aren't involved and the AAU coaches are handling everything or, you know, kids are coming up in households that aren't aren't in a position to make the right decision for his future all the time. So you hear about some different things. I know your dad. And I know that's not the situation. I know like literally everything, any advice he's giving you is all going to be love. So like, talk right. to me about that dynamic. So um, we did battle. We, yeah, we no, I know you did because you have to, because, <laughs> because he's, you guys are looking at different things. So, uh, you know. Right. So after uh, like when Butler offered, I was ready to commit to Butler. Um, right. This is junior know. year. This is, this is, yeah, junior year. So this, yeah. I was ready to commit, you know, I was, it was into my backyard, 
you know, I knew like Rylan Hainsey was playing there. Um, uh, and know, I'm going to uh, interrupt again. Did you want to just get it over with, or did you were you just excited about that opportunity? Um, it's kind of both. Like I kind of wanted to get it over with, so I was tired of the phone calls. You know, right. having to you know talk to coaches and and not necessarily like you know I don't want to say be fake, but right. you know just kind of be upbeat on the phone all the time. Um, but then I also was excited because I grew up around, I like when I, before we moved to the, the suburb, we lived like probably seven minutes away from Butler. So, right. you know, we would ride our bikes up there, go to football games, sneak into basketball games. Like yep. Hinkle Fieldhouse was, you know, if you're from Indianapolis, that's where you want to play. So, right. you know, I was excited, but my dad was like, you know, let's wait, let's see, you know, what happens. Let's see, you know, if, if this AU season is fruitful and you get, you know, more opportunities and, um butler didn't agree with that so they were you know they kind of pulled the pulled the scholarship offer um, and so how does how does he tell you that because th this is the exact conversation i'm talking about yeah. when you're excited about this like you know your friends are going there and your dad's like hold on <laughs> yeah like how does that he, I, mean, uh, I imagine well, you he, i imagine you know, your 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 bedroom door got slammed at least twice in 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 some yeah, of the conversations well, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, there, there was definitely, it wasn't like a, uh, you know, a, like a good back and forth, like right. we're having, right? Yeah. It was, it, it got, it got kind of contentious because I was ready, I was ready to be done with it. And, right. you know, he didn't see, you know, he, he saw it as being like, hey, you know, you're going to keep getting stronger. You know, you're going to yeah. keep improving. Like, yeah. I, obviously, Butler's a great program, but, you know, I could see, you know, high majors and I'm like, right. no, I want to be done. Like I'm right. tired. Of, I'm tired of doing all the phone calls yeah. and the visits. And, you know, I want to just kind of have everything wrapped up and just enjoy, you know, playing basketball and whatnot. So um, obviously he ended up winning because I, you know, I didn't play yeah. at Butler, but right. um, it was, it was definitely a, con a contentious conversation, but then, so when we told Butler that we weren't committing, um, you know, right away, you know, it was a, a quick phone call and, um, you know, just kind of was like, you know, wasn't necessarily like a good, like kind of way to, I guess, break the ties, I so to speak. Right. So he was by you, was like, by you or by him, by him. Like it, yeah, I was yeah. trying to explain myself and what we were doing. He was like, all right, bye. You know, it yeah. was just kind of real quick. And it was kind of like, Okay, well, you know, maybe I dodged a bullet there, but right. um, you know, it, it it is what it is. When you look back on things, you know, part of me is like, you know, yeah, he was right in what he was looking at, but other part of me was like, look what Butler became. And you yeah. know, I could have been a part of that, could have been, you know, the kind of the founding, you know, group of that. But yeah. no way know. to know that, yeah, for sure. Right, exactly. So then so then moves into your, you know, later in the junior year, senior year, um, you know, you're you obviously did get better. You felt like, yeah. And so now ball state enters the conversation, you know, like talk to us about that and how you made that decision over. Cause I'm sure they weren't the only offer you had on the table at that point. Yeah. So it was still like Wyoming was still there. They were yeah. very patient and, and right. waited a couple of years. Um, I also had a, a, a offer from Akron um, and Kent state. So it's all in the Mac conference. Um, and to me, basically I knew, going to ball state, like, um, there were some older guys who graduated from Indianapolis area school beforehand. Like, you know, I don't know if you know these names, like Josh Murray, uh, Mark Ferris. Um, and, uh, there, there was a little guy, his name was Petey Jackson, who I'd watched kind of growing up, 
you know, right. playing the high school tournament and they are all there. So um, when I went up there for visits, you know, they were, you know, I kind of just kind of got along with them really well, having known sure. them before. And it was just far enough away from Indianapolis that, you know, my parents couldn't just drop by, you know, yeah. at the drop of a hat. That was um, important to you? Yeah, that was important. Like I, I wanted to go away from school after, you know, the kind of the Butler thing. I wanted to go away, but I didn't want to go too far. Like Akron and Kent State would have been like, you know, those are like six and a half hour drives right, right. Um, from Indianapolis. So that was a little too far. And I just wasn't, you know, kind of feeling. So, so you're so you're tough. You're not a thug, though. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, but I'll be back. I'm not, I'm not too far. Right. <laughs> I can still make it in a quarter of a tank back. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's cool. That's cool. And I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, um, even though I told you I would, but but I think, you know, the rest of that kind of speaks for itself. Played all four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it's just after the fact, like you said, looking back, do you feel like Butler was well, – I'm not Butler. What, like Ball State was a good decision, you know, for, for all the aspects, right? School, uh, basketball, uh, yeah. social life, all those things, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a great decision, right? I, I, met, I met my wife there. Um, yeah you know, at Ball State. And then, you know, going back through, like when you're going in the midst of everything, like you hate practice, you hate conditioning, you hate the yeah. workouts, right? But then you look back on it and you're like, dang, that really kind of led me to, you know, when I got into the work life, like, you know, I'm I'm on a schedule, I get up, you know, I'm at work on time or early, right? Uh, yeah. Our coach was always a guy that if you're 15 minutes early, right? You're, you're on time. If you're yeah. on time, you're late. And if you're late, don't even show up because you're going to be running anyway. So, right. um, you know, that really kind of carried into, you know, the, the rest of my life. So, you know, the social aspect obviously was fun, you know, hanging out and, and yeah. doing, the, you know, playing basketball and doing the, the partying thing and whatnot, you know, I was able to kind of get that out of my skin for four years. So, um, yeah. I think it was, you know, ultimately a good decision. Um, and we had some success there as well. Yeah, and then and then so you then transitioned. Did you go straight into coaching there, like GA? Yeah, yeah. Like okay. the next year, I was like it was a mix between like a graduate assistant and director of operations. Yeah. Um, so I basically did like all the grunt work for the coach that I uh, that I played for for the previous five years. So I spent a total of like six years in Muncie. Yeah, and so now you switch what we were just talking about, right? You go from being a recruit you know, four years earlier to now helping with the recruiting, do you feel right. like, oh, I, I, this goes without saying, but do, do you feel like the experience of going through recruiting helps you in trying to recruit kids? Yes, because you know, like having been that young, like I know kind of what the kids were looking to, you know, not necessarily just telling them what they want to hear, but I'm looking, I, I understand what they're looking to learn sure. right? when they, come on campus because like back then as an ops or graduate assistant like we weren't making we weren't making calls like we would send out you know the letters and whatnot but our main thing was like when somebody came on campus like it was my job to kind of show them around along with the assistant coach right right and if there was multiple family members there like we would kind of you know make sure that nobody was like left out of a conversation right so if I'm walking with the player like the assistant coach is like you know gaining the the you know, the rapport with the parents or vice versa. If he's walking with the player, I'm talking to the parents and answering right. questions and, you know, talking to them about the program and about Ball State in general as well. Sure, sure. 
And so you, is that the only place you coached? No, I coached at uh, University of Toledo as well. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I actually knew that. Yeah. And so that was probably a, a different experience because you, you weren't operations there, right? You were. I started out as operations and then um, was elevated for like a summer um, to actually do, so, do some recruiting. Okay. Um, and so like, you know, being out on the road and, and going to, you know, different open gyms, going to AAU tournaments and, and right. really kind of honing in and making the calls, um, you know, talking to candidates or candidates, uh, players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that LinkedIn life. Yeah, talking right. to players and talking to, uh, to parents and whatnot. So I did that for about probably, you know, four to six months. But yeah, starting out there, I was a director of operations. I think what's funny is that as excited as people get about recruiting, and I can't tell where it's at right now, because I feel like there for a while, recruiting news was really big. And now I feel like it's not as big as it was. Maybe is it because I'm out of it or because whatever, but I felt like it used to be bigger. Am I, am I, am I off? Yeah. Um, I think, I think you probably just don't pay attention to it as much anymore. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's still big, right? You got your rivals, you got two, two, four, seven. Um, obviously ESPN does all their rankings and whatnot. And then you have any number of guys just specifically within the state of Indiana who have, who put out their rankings, right. For, and, and it could be one kid could be ranked like Alex Stewart could be ranked number two on one list and then be like number 12 on another list. And it's kind of like, you know what you don't really understand the criteria but people still you know fan bases still get into it. i i don't think it's they do a lot of uh message boards right, right? So they'll, they'll they'll comment a lot on on different message boards but it's not really only time you really see it prevalent like on social media is when maybe a kid decommits or well, yeah they decide to leave then you see all like the hatred and and the vile yeah. speech spit at the kid but you know for for leaving that school well, actually, as you were talking, I was trying to think of why I feel that way. Part of why I may feel that way is because there's so many more sources that the news is coming from, right? It used to be that, like yep. you said, it used to only come from rivals and only come on message boards and only come from insiders. Whereas now you can go on Instagram and get all the information about the kid you want, what, where he's thinking, what, you know, you can hear from him directly, right? Like he, I mean, he's on there talking, you know, doing short videos or, or lives or whatever on what he's thinking. And that might be, that might be why, because I used to, I mean, I I was following it, especially when I got out of school and I was just in Indiana working, Mm -hmm. it's different. It's probably like football in Texas or some of these other places. It's different that people care a lot more about basketball recruiting in Indiana than anywhere I'd ever lived. Yes. Um, And so maybe that's the, that's the holdup, but, but where I was kind of going with it, with it was, okay, so you're a coach over there, you're recruiting you know, people make it all exciting on recruiting boards. Like that job is not fun. Like no. you think you'd be cool to like be talking to these high level athletes and all this stuff. That job sucks because parents are crazy. AAU yeah. coaches are crazy. The kids yeah. half the time are crazy. Like you're trying to like wrangle. like Everything is right. There's so, there's so many different like entities that you got to kind of you know, monitor and control and make sure, you know, stuff is not happening negatively. Like, you know, you could have a, you know, a kid that, you know, has a, a has parents, has a two parent home and it's great. He, you know, you love, he's dedicated. He very outgoing, very personable, you know, great basketball player. Those are like the, those are the dream kids, right? Because, yeah, the unicorn. Yeah. Right. The, the parents all in agreement, like they're, you know, they're very, they, they're outreach and stuff like that. Then you could have, 
a situation where, you know, a kid may come from a one parent home or, you know, a divorced home and, you know, the AAU coach has, you know, some say in it, then yeah. the personal trainer, you know, has some say in it. And, and the kid just kind of um, is getting pulled in all these different directions where the high school coach kind of peeks in as well. So yeah. that's the situation where you're like, golly, I got to deal with like this person. Then I got to talk to this person. Then I got to talk to this person. Then I can finally talk to the kid. Yeah. Right. And then I got to go back and talk to all those people, make sure everybody's kind of still on the same wavelength. Right. So that's, that's the part why I don't envy, you know, the assistant coaches. Cause that, that seems like that's like herding cattle, right. As yeah. a, as a, as a, as a farmer, right. Cause you got to make sure that everybody's going in the right direction. And that's how, you know, the head coaches aren't doing it because <laughs> like there, there's no head coach that can do all that and coach a team. I mean, well, there, get, there are some, there are some that were active, like they sure. would be, you know, they're not the point of contact for the kid, but they would be very involved. Um, because like, if you get a call from like, let's say head coach of, of Florida, right. right. He, Florida basketball, he, I can't remember what his name is now, but let's say he calls a kid or he calls a AU coach like that, that has a lot of weight, right. you know, and holds a lot of weight. So that, that's when they jump into it is when, you know, those calls need to happen. Like when that kid, when they're like, okay, well, we, I think we're ready to offer like the assistant coach will meet because he's the one that watches them all the time. Right. right? And he says, Hey, I think we're ready to offer Alex Stewart. Um, You know, he did, he's played well, he's averaging this, like he killed last tournament, you know, that in the head coach will go watch and be like, yeah, I agree. Let's offer him. So that's when he'll really get into the mix of recruiting the kid. Well, I think you you agreed with me first and foremost, though, is that they're not doing the hurting. No, they're, no, they're no, just, no, no, no. They're just there at the end for the kids yeah. that make it through the whole cattle herding process. Right. Um, they're there to brand at the end, if we're using the analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I think that people put so much emphasis on these head coaches, which they, their job is insane right i'd hate for my millions of dollars to be riding on the decisions of 18 to 21 year olds right right Um, because it could be gone tomorrow based on what what kid could do we've seen that so many times but i think not enough credit is given to these assistant coaches to to understand and that's and that's why a lot of times you see program you see assistant coaches then become head coaches and and then their programs take off because they've been doing this other stuff for so long they've been pulling top recruits they've been doing all this stuff and people are like who where did this guy come from well he's you know he's been the reason your favorite program has been successful for so mm-hmm. long so yep. so i think i think it's a big thing well let's let's transition now into your son right because there's right. like i said there's dynamics he's playing a different sport than you played um and and i didn't even know that the recruiting processes were different like that so i am interested in that Mm-hmm. But also now you switch to where, you know, you're going to be uh, protective over yes. him. And and it, it almost sounds like baseball protects the kid a little more than basketball anyways. But but obviously you're going to be predict- protective. And, and now you're going to start telling him, well, maybe let's wait. Maybe you get stronger. And, uh, you didn't, but, you know, in this instance. But, you know, do you feel like you understand your dad's side of the arguments a little more? Um, before that's a great question i do um you know but baseball is such a different recruit so like for instance um wait wait, wait. first first knowing your dad yeah how much input has he given into your son's recruitment 
oh, the pops thinks he knows everything about everything, <laughs> right? You're like, you've talked to him before. So yeah. he, he's like, he's like, he thinks he, I think he was a little bit more like, we kind of kept the recruiting stuff like in-house. So it was really yeah. just kind of, you know, me, uh, my wife and Eli that would, you know, really kind of discuss what was going on. So, right. you know, we, we gave them tidbits. Yeah. Um, cause you know, if I, if I give him a lot of information, right, he's going to want to, he's going to want to jump in and be dad, you know, right. and, and jump back into the seat. But, um, you know, in baseball recruiting for, let's say 40 student athletes, right. You only get 11.7 scholarships. Okay. So in, in, uh, as opposed like to basketball recruiting, where it's like a full scholarship all the time. So the, yeah. the, the, the percentage amount, um, that you get is really based on, you know, how much they see you in the future. Right. So we got, right. uh, a, you know, a pretty good deal, um, or not, I don't say we, uh, Eli got a pretty good deal from IU. So we right. were, you know, there's no sense in kind of waiting, yeah. you know, and maybe not getting as good of a deal later on. So, you know, we like the coaches, we met with them on several different occasions and really, um, thought that the program is, is definitely heading in the right direction. Um, well, and as you know, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say in baseball, um, there's not a lot of representation, right. right? So the one, the guy that really, like we talked about earlier, the assistant coach that really recruited uh, Eli, he's an African-American, right? So right. that was big for us as well, that Eli was going to go to a school where, you know, he would be able to be coached by somebody that looks like him, you know, kind of has the same type of, you know, background upbringing as he does. So yeah. that was a big thing as well. Well, and there's a couple of interesting things there. Um, the first thing, and oh, I almost want to see if I want to wait. What I was going to touch on was what's important there is that taking a chance on IU. And the reason I say taking a chance is because the Southern schools in baseball, I do know traditionally yeah. are going to be better. They can be outside so much more of the year. They can right. play so much. Essentially, they can play baseball in its purest form more of the year than you can, you know, up here. Let's just put it that way, right? right? So, yep. um, so I guess I will go here first. Do do you feel like he, you guys as a whole, you know, just being completely honest, do you feel like that's something that you guys maybe shortchanged a little bit? Is maybe waiting for a traditionally bigger program? No. Um, and, and were they in there? Were they were they talking to him? I guess is it. No, I mean, it's, they, they, you know, he, um, we, he had a couple schools, like we talked to Louisville, um, before, and then they had, they had some schools that were interested in, in him, but, you know, I, you kind of really, you know, we appreciated the, the way they kind of jumped in the mix and said, Hey, we see, you know, this kid compared to, you know, this MLB player, we would like to kind of help grow that. And, um, in baseball, the, the recruiting philosophy in baseball is a little bit different as well. So like those big SEC schools that you talk about, yeah. they may recruit, you know, probably, I don't upwards of 25 to 30 freshmen, right? right. So, yeah. you know, your, your percentage may be lower, but you're coming in with, and you got to compete. And, yeah. and so, you know, we at IU, they're like, we're not going to overload our recruiting class, right? right. We're going to make sure we target the guys that we really want you know, we're going to go after those guys really hard. And if we get them great, if not, then we'll, we'll move on. But, you know, if we're, their philosophy was we're recruiting you, we only want you for this, you know, these specific positions, right? Here's how we see you going into the IU program. Here's how we see you kind of after the IU program as well. So that was, they gave us a lot of detail about, 
you know, the growth that Eli could have. So it was just, you know, great conversation. Uh, I mean, what year is he? He's a sophomore. Okay. And so, I mean, I think you, if anyone, just being a coach and being recruited and high level athlete, I think can answer this question probably as honestly as possible. How good is he? Like, I mean, how, like in the grand scheme, are we talking potentially in the major leagues or Uh, is that even a conversation yet? Yeah. um, You know, I think it's whenever you commit early, um, I think that's always in the back of your mind. Right? Well, and, so- I, and, and and I'll I'll save you a little bit from having, but I I mean you know if there's a a chance, right? Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like there's there's people that can go high D one, and 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 I'm asking this because I don't really know baseball that well. There's basketball players that can go high D one, but they're not going to the NBA. Right, right. You know right. what I mean. At least when they're recruited, no one's like this kid can make it. He he might. But right. most times you're right. Like you see this kid, he goes D1. You're like, okay, that's where it ends, which is fine. Like I'm not, right. but I'm, I'm trying to understand in the grand scheme, is that what people are talking about with him yet? Or cause like you said, um, if you're committing early, you're, you're, you're something past just a normal recruit. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's twofold for me. Right. Cause so he has a, a couple um, kind of hitting coaches um, that, that see potential. Yeah. Right. So, so they, he's been compared to a lot. Um, the, his, the guy's name, he played for the Houston Astros. His name is Jordan Alvarez. So if you look him up, like he's, you know, big lefty um, power hitter who, who really, he was in the MVP running this year. He hit a ton of home runs, very, right. very good hitter. So he's been compared to him. So, you know, just hearing that comparison, right. That's, that's like, Oh, okay. Maybe this can happen, but you know, being that he's, you know, 6'3", 205, 200, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that we, that's in the forefront of our mind, but it's right. definitely back there. Like if he continues to get bigger and stronger, right. you know, he's hitting the leather off the ball and, you know, some teams come in and they say, Hey, we want to draft him in so-and-so round, you know, that, that will be a discussion that we have to have. So, right. you know, it's just kind of a part of, cause baseball, like you can get drafted right out of high school. Like there was For a sure. kid that from Indiana that um, was committed to Indiana in the 21 class, but he ended up being drafted in the first round by the White Sox. So, wow. you know, it's just kind of like, well, you know, if they're going to pay me all this money, I might as well go and yeah. start my professional career. You know, and this is just so interesting to me and so many different things come to me. Um, don't let me forget because you mentioned the assistant coach being African-American, but your wife isn't, you know what I mean? So right. half of Eli's family isn't. Right. Right. And so I want to make sure we get back to that because that's a big part. But um, when you talk about him being baseball and you're talking about, you know, these things as to why he's good at it, did it hurt your heart ever that he was becoming a baseball player and not a basketball player? One, two, did you how well did you know baseball? Before this, right, because is there Mm -hmm. no is there some advantage in this process that you're just trusting hitting coaches and you're trusting these people because that's as, as a coach you know that right like parents being out of the way is 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 a huge thing sometimes for a kid's development um right. so those two questions one baseball over basketball and then how well did you know baseball before yeah so the first one um he he actually he didn't he so he he wanted to keep playing basketball like I coached him in basketball all the way up to um up through eighth grade right so then right. He went to cathedral and that's a, a very, I mean, it's a 
pretty competitive school. Right? Did that, well, first and foremost, did that hurt? Uh, I'm no. half, jo- I'm half joking. If for people listening to this, that's that's <laughs> your school, your high school's rival, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be their biggest rival? Yes. So, anyways, yeah. Yep. Yeah, growing up it was. So it, it didn't hurt because he like he decided on Cathedral. This was probably like four years before because he watched him win a state championship and in knew baseball. That they were pretty close in baseball. Okay, yeah. And so he was like, I want to go there. And I yeah. think it was like 2017 or something like that. And he yeah. always just wanted like he we didn't even couldn't even get him to visit another school because he just wanted to go to Cathedral okay. to play baseball. So he wanted to play basketball uh, and tried out for the freshman team, but they cut him. As okay. a freshman, and I think you know he's six three, one hundred and eighty five pounds. You would think on a freshman team, like yeah. you know, you would need a kid that size, but they cut him. So, you know that it, it honestly kind of worked out for him, right? Because he was able to kind of improve, you know, his swing and and really work on the approach to his game um, right. in the box and then in the field and stuff like that. So, I would love to see him. I know he misses playing basketball. I'd love to see him, you know, kind of kind of continue. But, you know, he's doing – he does intramural stuff. He does – like they have CYO high school leagues that he's going to play in. So right. he's still getting his itch that way. Um, as far as the second question, I, I mean, know I mean, he's not, he's not allowed at Thanksgiving with your brothers and your dad, but, but sure, no, whatever. No, he can't, he can't get in that – yeah, he can't get in that game yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's only for varsity basketball players. <laughs> um. But he, uh, we're gonna have, but, we're gonna have the girls game right after this, so yeah. Can, well, you, we only got one, so I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It. I'm just kidding. Anyways, um, so the the first he, um, I I knew like so like I was always a Cubs fan, right? So I would just watch every right. so often, go to a Cubs game in the summer and whatnot. But I really didn't know a lot about baseball um so like i would coach him through like his little little league teams and stuff like that but right um once he started to get older and started to really like kind of improve and and there could be a possible future that's when i had to step back and be like all right well i've i've taken him as far as he can go like he needs to go to people that know baseball like i know basketball right Right. so bringing them people that that can help him you know, with his mental approach to hitting, to being in the field, to pitching and stuff like that. So yeah. um, it's just, you know, being able to kind of trust, like we, we used to take him to a guy, his name was Bobby Bell. Um, and he was up here for, he's from South coached major leagues and things like that. And, uh, but he had to move back. So now we have him, his name is Benny Craig and he's one of the best guys in the Midwest. Really. It's like, it's like a class every time he goes there right so it's supposed to be like an hour workout they're there for like you know hour and a half two hours and he really is talking to him about his approach like showing him videos you know talking about his swing talking about stuff he can little tidbits that i would not ever think of right to help him kind of be able to hit you know a wood bat home run like 390 feet you know it's just different different ways to to approach um different pitching styles do you feel like the level you played sports as a whole helps you with that too, right? Like, cause you know how hard you worked, right? Like I, yeah. I, I feel like the parents who don't understand how hard you have to work sometimes can be prohibitive as well. Right. Because they're maybe telling their kid they're better than they are, or maybe they're telling them just how good they are. But yeah. I think, you know, 
when a kid knows how good he is, sometimes, you know, most times it's going to be a problem, not a, yeah. not, you know, like you want to give him confidence, but right. you want to keep him hungry all the time. Like you're not right. there yet, no matter what, no matter how good you, because if you're number one basketball player, baseball, basketball player in high school, that means you're still not anything in college. And if you're the best right. player in college, we've, we've seen it, you know, a stud in college goes to the NBA or the NFL and is, is nothing there until they prove they are, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. So that's, that's a part of like, um, you know, when all the rankings and stuff come out, um, you know, it either can be a really good conversation or it can be a really bad conversation. Like, like this summer, um, he moved back and one of the, the rankings is called prep baseball report. Right. Um, and so he moved back a few, st- a few slots. So that was really a good time to say, Hey, you know, these kids obviously have improved better than you. Like we have to really like start kneeling down and start getting better. Um, but then that's also like where, you know, some people will be like, oh man, when you make it to the MLB, like, don't forget about that's where I kind of want to be like, all right, well, let's pause on that. Cause I don't need him, you know, walking around like he's already made it. Right. So we really, this year, um, so we've really kind of made it a point to make sure he knows how hard he has to work, right. Where he's working out twice a day, he lifts at school you know, with football players. And then he goes to a baseball specific workout right. um, in the afternoon. And then he goes to his hitting coach and then he goes to what is like a arm strengthening program where they work a lot of, you know, plyometrics, a lot of core strengthening, right. stuff like that. So, you know, because like you said, he could go to IU and, you know, there's going to be kids that are 22, 23 years old. They're like, dude, this little 18 year old ain't taking my spot. Like, right. hundred percent. You know, he, he doesn't know anything about this. So you have to be able to show that the work that you've put in has gotten you to that point, but then you have to be able to work when you get there and improve on a daily basis. Because, you know, if you just kind of say, all right, I'm here at IU now, like I'm done. Right. Like that's, you're not going to play. Right. And I've, I've been around players like that in basketball that, that just got there and didn't improve anything, didn't work very hard. And, you know, just sat at the end of the bench and, and kind of wasted four years of, of their basketball life. Not really, not really even wanting to, to get better at anything. Sure. I, I mean, you bring about another subject that it's like, okay, you feel this way. You work hard at this. You're telling them this. What's mom saying? Like, where's mom on the fence? Because moms can be on this side where baby, it's fine. You're doing great. Or moms can be right there with dad. Like, I mean, get it. This is what we're yeah, doing. Not, mom, mom is not on the, the baby. You're fine. It's, it's not yeah. like, you know, uh, Rebecca is more like we're aligned on how, like, do you guys ever argue about it? I guess first and foremost is the question. Um, no, we don't, we don't argue about it. I mean, we, we, you know, we have discussions, but we're, we're on the same page. Like we're, well, our, our motto is like, figure it out. Right. Yeah. Here's, here's the problem. Right. Or here's where like somebody will come to us with even our 11 year old Trey, Hey, I can't do this or here's this. And, and we'll just be like, well, did, did you exhaust all options? And they will be like, Oh no. Yeah. And then I'll just be like, go figure it out. Go figure yeah. it out. Like you have to be able to figure stuff out. You have to be a problem solver right? and be able to have that, you know, kind of go get it mentality. Right. So, you know, she is, you know, probably the best partner I could have picked in terms of having athletic kids. Right. Cause she's right. not going to baby them. You know, she's not going to be like, Oh, that's okay. You had a bad game. Like, you know, the, it was the pitcher's fault or the coach puts yeah. you in a bad position. She's right. always like, She's like me. She's like, what are you doing wrong? 
Yeah. How can you get better? Right. And how are we going to improve? So next time that you're not put in that situation. So yeah. that's, it's been good to have that kind of, you know, that relationship be able to kind of help our kids grow and not, because you see so many parents that, you know, kids will jump from AAU team to AAU team or yeah. high school. Like I, we yeah. had a kid that uh, tried out at Noblesville last year. He, and he's on his fourth high school in four years. Right. And that's just parents being like, that's parents. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a parent. That's a parent decision because after a while, like after the third high school, you got to be like, all right, well, clearly my kid ain't that good. Right. right. So we didn't do something to get him to a spot where he could be able to play, you know, JV or varsity basketball. So, you know, we never thought like that. Like for instance, the first game of the year last year, Eli didn't get on the field. Yeah. And so he was upset. He was, you know, he got into the car, he was pissed off and we were just like, well, what are you not doing in practice? Right. right? What do you have to improve on? And, and you have to be able to do that stuff consistently so you could stay on the field and play Right. And not have this feeling of of, you know, despair when you come out of a game and, and you that you hadn't even, you know, got on there on gone on the on the field for one pitch. So right. um, but it's been it's been helpful. It's definitely a, a great situation. Uh so then that brings us to the other part we you're talking about with the you know, recruiting for an African American coach, um, recruited by an African American coach, which in basketball, you know, nine times out of ten. No, maybe I shouldn't say that as an assistant coach, a majority of the time you're going to, you might have a minority coach um, Mm -hmm. as your assistant, your lead recruiting contact, all that stuff. And so it, it probably feels a little more comfortable. Yeah. It's great that he's being recruited by an African-American coach, but at the same time, like we said, you know, Rebecca's not. So is that something that you feel like Eli even noticed or is that some, like, is it making you and Rebecca feel comfortable or is it make, does he notice that? Does Rebecca kind of push back on that a little bit? Like, yeah. I, I'm sure she doesn't, but I mean, all questions, obviously. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a, honestly a great question. And kind of give you some background on her. Like she is really um, invested in urban education, right? So okay. she, like when she was a teacher, she worked at IPS schools, right? That she right. only worked at IPS schools. She actually, I think she was in Warren Township for a year. Yeah. Um, but like now she's like a literacy coach for a, a charter school, you know, that's yep. kind of based out of the, the IPS realm. So she is all about like the representation, right? Sure. So you know, that was one of her key factors as well. It's like, you know, we, we go to these baseball tournaments and you may see like, you know, you know, one black kid on this team or, yeah. you know, like two black kids, the whole freaking tournament. Right. right. And so it's just kind of like, you know, how her question is always, how can we get these inner city athletic kids into playing this sport, right. you know, that they can probably thrive in. Like if you get them on the bases, right. They're going to be moving yeah. around. They can right. probably hit for power and stuff like that. Right. So she she sees the value of having the representation um, and, and Eli sees it as well. You know, he's he hasn't been. Um, you know, he's a regular 15 year old. Right. So he's not very like like you got to kind of pry answers out of him. But yeah. I think he was happy to have a younger African-American coach like be able to talk to him about, you know, what I use like and how he sees IU and his thoughts and stuff like that during the recruiting process. Huh. I feel like I want, I, I want, yeah, cause you, you made a great point that he's, he's 15, but, but he hasn't experienced 
you know, knowing what I know about your family, he hasn't experienced and going to cathedral, he hasn't experienced the reason why that matters the most, right? No, Nine not times ten. And and maybe representation would be something that he's felt, but but the division, I think, is something that you like he's had every opportunity as any as any kid that's out there, right? right. And that's that's for the best. I'm not saying you should make him struggle to to feel it, but <laughs> but I but that's why I asked, like, is that something he even notices? And and maybe it's a comfort level, is what I could probably see is that you get you don't know you love it until you have it, and you're like, Oh, right. this is comfortable, this is a little more comfortable. So so that's that's important. And and you know, it, as scary as it is to say about your own kid, you know, like if the representation is that bad, I've never been to a baseball tournament. If the representation is that bad, he goes and plays at IU. He turns out to be good. He's going to be the the role model that can help change that. You know what I mean? It's going to be any ba- kid playing baseball in, in Indiana that looks up to IU. It's, a, it's the the school in Indiana as much as the other ones would love to to be it. It's the mm-hmm. school you look at first. I mean, he could potentially be the reason why some other kids that look like him go go and play baseball. And yeah. so, like, he almost has to, like, operate like that, which is a lot of pressure to put on him. But it's almost yeah. like you have to start to think about that, especially in the the climate and culture that we have now. Yeah. So, yeah. Two points to that is there's a kid uh, from Indianapolis uh, who's an African-American kid. He plays at uh, Heritage Christian. Um, who's going to IU. So kind of the same position, right? So he's a big uh, physical left-handed hitter. Um, And so Eli's, you know, kind of looked up to him in terms of, you know, oh, he's going to IU. Like, you know, maybe that that would be, you know, during the recruiting process, maybe that would be a good spot for me to go as well, because, you know, the kid is is nationally known. He's played in a lot of uh, All-American stuff. So that you say that, and that's that's funny because that's kind of part of the reason why I, Eli wanted to go to IU as well is that right. you know that kid kind of showed the path. And then, um, you know, in terms of the second part of that, I think, you know, he hasn't experienced, you know, why the representation matters. But in the grand scheme of things, I know he's he said this before, um, in that like if he makes it to the major leagues, he wants to come back and try to do like you know, kind of like an inner city baseball deal to get, you know, those kids interested in baseball, they kind of give them the resources to be able to, you know, work out effectively, play games and have those opportunities that everybody else has that can afford, you know, to play baseball without the help. So that's something he's looking at. It's funny you say that. Well, it's funny he would think that. I mean, that that speaks volumes to who he is. But I mean, it's almost like you got to start doing that before then, right? Like, if you're at IU and he's he's playing and doing well, or even if he's not, I mean, you know, what? Why does he have to wait until he's in the major leagues to 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 have like a little mini camp in the summer, or you know, to have because because you know, like we're talking about the example is the example, no matter what age he is. If you know, if he's at IU, he's a role model immediately, right. and it's right. like you almost got to start doing stuff like that before. Um, especially with like you said it's who knows what nil can do but i mean you start putting your face out there that you're doing yeah. things like that people are going to start latching onto it you know what i mean well that's the deal like it only kind of started within the last couple of years with nil like being able to do right. camps and have like little stuff so that would definitely be something that you know as we progress you know if, he, if that's something because in the summer also like if they're not playing you know, in the the World Series tournament or whatever for college, like they go off and they play, 
um, different, you know, professional, you know, kind of semi-pro leagues and different sure. stuff like that to be able to kind of see, you know, how they stack up against other, other individuals looking to get drafted. So, nice. um, you know, it, it would be, I, I agree though, that, that would be beneficial for him. Like if he's doing well to say, Hey, let me go back to Indiana and do like a weekend camp, you know, yep. at a, you know, IPS school field or somewhere in the city right. that, you know, kids that wouldn't have access to it could be able to come and, and make sure that they, you know, start learning or, or get excited about, you know, the game of baseball. For sure. For sure. Well, we're getting close to time here, but I mean, I would kind of wrap it up. Right. So like you, you have this and I, and for me, I get like a tingly feeling. So I can't imagine <laughs> how you feel, right? Like you, you look back and you're like, I went from this kid who knew nothing, who was going through the recruiting to trying to pick, to arguing with my dad, to then the decision I made playing out that decision to then the coach trying to help other people make this decision to now mm-hmm. making the decision all over again. Right. Like, you know, how, how would you sum up that feeling? You know, like I, I know, you know, you feel proud. It's not over yet, but I know you right. feel proud that he's even to where he is now, but you know, as you continue to go through it, what are, what are some of the things like you feel like you want to focus on to, to finish out strong, to get to that next level like you did or, or, you know, I don't know, just, just feelings as a whole. Yeah. So I am, um, I'm a sponge, right? So I, I watch, I'm very observant. Like I watch different people and how they interact and how they deal with different situations. And, you know, I obviously take different pieces away from people. So one, yes, I'm very proud, right? You know, we have our oldest son is at Purdue um, yeah. as a sophomore, um you know studying business and in political science so he's kind of the the brains uh, of the family so to speak right but then obviously we got Eli who's who's kind of developed into you know a a very good athlete um and was able to you know get a scholarship offer you know before playing his first game of high school baseball right so but we don't want to we never want to make it just about him right so now we're kind of transitioning to our youngest and kind of putting him in situations where, you know, he's either going to fail, right. And we have to learn from that failure or he's going to succeed. And so we have to find different positions to put him in. So with, with, you know, learning how Eli progressed through, you know, travel ball, little league, like little sports has helped us kind of mold Trey and to make sure, you know, he's doing, or he's being put in the right situations where, you know, he may go up against a kid that's, you know, faster, stronger, but he has to figure out, you know, how to be effective. So we're kind of taking all those tidbits and we're kind of putting them in the tray. And so we're going to watch him grow and make sure that we give him just the right information, you know, for him to be able to say, okay, this is what I want to do. Here's where I want to go. I'm good at this. Let's, let's focus on this. Cause that's kind of what we did, you know, with Eli, we didn't give him, you know, too much too soon. Like you see some of these people, some of these parents that put their kids in, you know, workouts with eight different coaches or, you know, personal trainers and they're playing, you know, 140 um, basketball games or a hundred baseball games in summer and stuff like that. So we didn't want to burn them out. We didn't want to get in a situation where he hated going to play baseball or hated going to work out. We wanted to make sure he enjoyed it. Right. Knew it was going to be hard, but after, after he got done, it was going to be like, uh, you know, kind of like, Ooh, good. I went through that. I feel better. You know, I got better yeah. today. So, 
you know, that's kind of the situation that we're in and we are, you know, obviously more than proud and, and hope that we can help Trey, you know, kind of follow the same steps, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, whether, what are the sport he uh, kind of thrives in? Uh, which kind of leads into my last question that I just came up with while you were saying that. Is it hard sometimes not to make it all about sports? Because, I mean, obviously you, your mm-hmm. brothers all played sports, all played sports at a high level to to an extent, right? And and then you were coach, which is still all about sports, and then right. brings it right back to now your son is a high-level athlete, which is back, right. right back to sports. Do you feel like at times like – you I don't want to say you forget or I maybe I'll just leave it there is it is it hard sometimes just not to make it all about sports do you feel like like you you know what, uh, do you know what I mean do you know the question I'm asking yeah no no I I think I know what you're talking about I, th- I think uh so that's it that's I'll, I'll kind of take that here's, here's one way I'm gonna put it and which may help your answer too is it hard to turn the competitor off mm-hmm. right because because I think that's a better way to put it is like we've been trained to be competitive Right. And right. and you can quit basketball, but you're still like, right. I, I told someone yesterday I was in the gym and I know I'm getting into your answer time, but I was in the gym and I saw somebody just like shooting on the side, shooting mm-hmm. bad. And I was like, damn, I wish I could just come in the gym and just shoot bad and not give a shit. Like yeah. come in here and not care <laughs> if I win or not, or if shots right. go in, but I can't, you know what I mean? I can't yeah. go in the gym. Not possible. And, and right. So I, I think it's kind of like that. But then as a dad, like, is it, is it hard to turn that off sometimes? Um, it's so, so it's kind of, it's kind of a two part answer, right? So with Eli, um, you know, I can, I can show that competitive, like, you know, you're not doing this. Like, you know, we try not to say a lot during, during baseball games, but like when he's like, if his body language is bad or like, if he's not doing like, we will definitely let him know like from the, from the fence. And I'm, I'm sure you know, obviously I'm six, five and I have a pretty, you know, loud voice. So I'm sure, you know, the coaches appreciate us kind of leaving him, but with Trey, you know, we don't get as competitive early on, right. Cause we want them to kind of enjoy it. Right. So they have to be able to enjoy the sport and want to come back to the sport. And even with Eli, like we don't make sure that, you know, we make sure he still has time to hang out with his friends. Um, Mama Bear makes sure that the grades are always going to be tight, right? So we yeah. we can't we can't ever let that stuff slide. But you know, sometimes you know, early on when I was coaching Eli in basketball, I kind of had to rein it back, right? Because you you when you see it in your mind, you're like, this is what I used to do, right? This is how I used to do it. Why can't you do it that way? Exactly. Right? So I had to learn. It was kind of a he was kind of a test dummy to be honest, right? For you, sure. Right. I, I think I think a lot of parents would I feel that yell way. At him and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Trey's kind of different. I think Eli, if you ask Eli in, the, in an honest moment, he would say I'm soft on Trey because I don't yell at him as much as I used to do him and him and I when they were playing. So, sure, but that's just from learning. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, no, I appreciate the time. I actually know that you have critical thoughts way past just your experience in this and in your son. So I'm dead serious. Like, if you want to do, you know, a different podcast on like you know, there's, there's so many things that I love talking about. I love talking about sports, but the other side of it. So like, you know, the yeah. Tom, the Tom Brady thing is something I did a quick podcast on like him getting a divorce and, 
and you know continuing to play or like when guys get in trouble Mm -hmm. or when teams have issues that's all the stuff I like discussing I know you always have critical thoughts on that so if you if you liked doing this you know listen to this one back um you know I would love to to have some of those conversations with you it's the same conversations I have with with Matt you know a lot of times is is you know just for the sake of debate but um but other than that man I appreciate you know taking the time I appreciate uh you know, being honest with it, you know, uh, I was super interested in having this conversation. So I am actually interested in going to listen to it back, but you know, um, if there's anything you want to say to finish it up, let me know. But no, I, uh, you know, I appreciate you inviting me and I would love to, uh, you know, obviously get on and talk about, you know, more stuff, whether it be sports or, you know, kind of social aspect or, you know, even, you know, even outside the realm, I have a, a lot of opinions that I, I could get out there, but, um, you know, I appreciate you, you know, having me on for, you know, an hour or so to talk about, you know, my background, recruiting basketball, you know, yeah. obviously elevate Eli as well. So, you know, we, uh, we appreciate the support and, 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 and obviously we'll be following and listening back and just thank you again. Oh, you got it, man. All right. Well, let's catch up again. Uh, have a good day. Um, right. and, and lastly, I may even, you know, depending on your thoughts, I, I, I wouldn't hate doing a quick conversation with him, you know, given yeah. his thoughts. Cause I, you know, I, like I said, I know he probably can, can speak for himself in a lot of different ways and that might be interesting to hear as well. So let's not take that off yeah. the radar. No, that that's definitely on the radar. So whenever, if you're, whenever you want to do it, just, we could set up a time and we'll make sure he has some caffeine so that, that he's, uh, <laughs> He, he gives full answers <laughs> for sure for sure I, I get that for sure so all right man we'll talk soon all right thank you sir all right you got it